0: You, th- you hear cancer and you always think, oh, Chemo- chemotherapy, radiation, radiation. Yeah. now you hear more about immunotherapy, mm-hmm. but I mean, science has come so far, you right. know, and it's only because of this, you know, there was this huge project, the, the genome project. Yes. Uh, it's because of that, that now we have, there's so much out there, so much data out there that there are, you know, these medicines that exist that target just those, those rogue cells. Wow.
1: Welcome to another episode of Find Your Calm. I'm really excited about this episode today because um, we recently partnered with this organization through our product line, Decompression Realm, uh, as a collaborative partner. And I really love what they're doing. And the CEO behind the brand, The Gaggler, has an amazing story to tell. So I'm I'm really excited to dive in and have this very intimate one-on-one conversation. So um, everyone here is Monica Malhotra.
0: Yes. Thank, thank you, for- you so much, Yanchi, for inviting me on the show. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, I mean, let's, let's dive right in. So
1: um, your background, you had a very strong corporate background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you work with some um, like huge companies yeah. uh, before starting the Gaggler. So mm-hmm. let's talk about what that transition looked like for you.
0: Yeah. So that transition was over a period of time. So I was with a lot of different corporates in the US and the UK. And when I moved to Dubai, I actually moved with the intention of setting up um, my own business, which was actually in education. Oh. So the gaggler came, you know, a few years later, but I I ran that business from about 2010 mm-hmm. to about 2018. And that was my first, um, my first uh, dig at, you know, entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's only after that that I opened up The Gaggler in 2020, so two years later.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. So, why The Gaggler?
0: Like, what What was that? Because going from the
1: yeah. early education, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: very different. Um, so, what I learned, I think, with my first experience, um, I mean, I love education. I have a lot of um, passion for it. I think it can change lives. Um, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to do, still educate yeah. Um but uh, do it in a more digital format, and and, and you know I think um, it's it's funny to say this now, but like I think the reason why I love doing the early years education business was because I, I that was it sort of was a persona that replicated me, you know, because like, oh. so I was a young mother with young kids, and it kind of fit that. Lifestyle. I'm not saying you should match your businesses with your lifestyle, but it kind of feels now that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then as my kids got older and they're going into school, it like the I know. I mean, I just didn't have the same. I would say um, uh, not drive. It just I mean, interest. You know, like yes. I, I started to think, okay, I've done this for like eight years now. I, yeah. I you know, I think I want to try something else. Right. Um, and so I've always been very, very. Interested in like I'm am a chronic like researcher you know so like anytime yep. I'm talking to somebody mm-hmm. and they say something and it doesn't sound familiar I'm like okay I just put that in the back of my head and I'm like okay I'm gonna Google that later yep <laughs> and I spend hours on Google so um <laughs> so I've always had this 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 thirst for for knowledge just for the sake of it you yeah. know um and I kind of wanted to put that and I, I I didn't really find like there was much out there in terms of wellness and well being. And for women here, like I felt a lot of our references came from the Western world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, life here is different. I mean, the the stresses are different. The the cultural context is different. I mean, some of the, you know, family stress and cultural stress that you get here, you won't necessarily see that in places like the U.S. or the U.K. It's just so different. It is. Um, So I kind of wanted to create something that was uh, relevant for that context. Right. And so I launched The Gaggler as purely a content site focused on women's wellness and topics that related to well-being, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and in particular relevant to the UAE market. Um, It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, you know, we're, I love this because this is women working in wellness, no competition, right? It's collaboration.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Right. And so the e-commerce came actually two years later. So I launched that. After I came back, because mm-hmm. um, you know we talked about this earlier, I was hospitalized last year, and yeah. so I came home in November, and then December we actually, with the team coming together behind me, we launched our e-commerce site. So yeah. that's much more of a newer phase for yeah. the company, but that's been the the transition. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. and 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 I love it. I mean, it's it's been it's been a great partnership thus far. Yeah. So you just mentioned about. Um, being hospitalized last year. So mm. let's, let's touch into that because yeah. I know that you were diagnosed with a rare form of lung cancer.
0: That's right. Yeah. It was a bit of a, a surprise. I mean, I've always been very, a very, very healthy individual. Like, you know, the chronic colds and coughs don't really quite get me down. Right. Um, and I had a great summer, you know, um, with my family in the States and I Flew back and at the end of August, you know, for the kids to join school and, um, started to just, you know, have a a little bit of a cough, Mm -hmm. um, a dry cough and, um, thought nothing of it. You know, I think as women, you know, we always sort of cast aside, you know, our issues or whatever, but it really wasn't like, there was no other symptoms. So I didn't really think too much of it, thought it would just pass, Mm um, And then um, by the time October came around, it was much more frequent, you know, and uh, became kind of a daily, uh, a daily um, thing that my husband actually said, you know, are you going to go and get that looked at? Like Mm. you've been coughing since we got back and I hadn't realized it. Right. You were just Um, going. I was just going, I'm like, oh, I'll pass, it'll pass. There's nothing else, no right. other symptoms. Otherwise, if it was my kids coughing, I mean, I'd be like, you know, all, all take this, <laughs> take that, the hot tea, the vitamin C, you know how yeah, we are, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, so he, you know, he's the one that kind of brought it to my attention that I let it go quite a bit and you know, it just was getting worse. And so I did make an appointment for, with a doctor um, and the initial... Uh, diagnosis and the medications they gave me were for pneumonia, um, because that's what Mm. it kind of looked like with the x-rays and whatnot. And a few days later, I I went, I had to go into the ER just because I couldn't breathe. Uh, um, I mean, I was breathing, but didn't feel like I could take enough air, um, you know, or or had enough oxygen in my body. So... Um, went into ER thinking they changed my medications and funny now I laugh about it but I actually was scheduled that weekend so this was on a Friday I was hospitalized and that on Sunday I was supposed to be part of a pretty large um, um, uh, fitness um, uh, conference and one of the lead um, in fact moderators for a panel and I literally thought I mean, this is how silly, but I literally thought, Oh, I'm going to, you know, get out, snap out of this, get the medicines and I'm going to be on stage. Um, and of course, you know, life had other plans for me, but, um, um, but yeah, it was, that weekend was quite, uh, quite scary. I mean, it was literally, you know, um, I'd never been at that point in time just stopped in my tracks. Like that was, it was a total shutdown of my body. And, um, there really was nothing else I could, you know, nothing I could do, really. Right. I just had to sit and just trust the tests and the doctors and the nurses and, you know, my family running around kind of trying to get, you know, get me the care that I needed, you know, around the clock. Um But yeah, when things like that happen, it, it changes you. It changes you forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I read you you went through chemotherapy, but then you
1: even talked about treating cancer more as a chronic condition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's go into that a little bit more. Sure. So, one of the interesting things uh, was that because of my young age, um, I, I wasn't, I, I am and was a non smoker. The doctors, my oncologist, just couldn't quite, you know, it just seemed very weird of a profile to have lung cancer. Right. Um, and I'd been pretty healthy up until that point. Um, and so he was, you know, I mean, he's one of those guys that I guess is very current with his, with the research that's out there and whatnot. And um, he asked if we'd be willing to kind of send my, my, my tissue samples and whatnot to the States um, to mm. a company called Foundation One. Yeah. Um, they are uh, apparently, I've I've found out now that they're the gold standard for genetic testing. Um, and so my my um, my samples were sent there. It takes about two three weeks, mm-hmm. and what they found is that I had a, a very rare uh, genetic mutation of a particular one particular gene. There are about seven that could be candidates, and you only need one for yeah. for, for 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 this to be um, a situation where you can then not do chemo and 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 do what they call targeted medicine, which is yeah. genetic me- uh, genetic therapy. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I mean, and truly, it was luck. I mean, it was uh, fortunate. Um, I had one of the genes, you know, um, yeah. they found that. And uh, I did the cycle of chemo because I had to wait three weeks. Oh. And they just didn't want me to, you know, because I was actually stage four, I forgot to mention. So oh my gosh. when I was diagnosed, I was stage four. And that's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize. Lung cancer is one of the, is the leading killer across the world. And you tend to only find out when you're stage four, wow, yep, and the only symptom I had was a dry cough., yeah. I mean others may have some you know other um symptoms, but they're so innocent. these yeah. symptoms you don't think it's as something as sinister as you know lung right. cancer. um so I was stage four, and therefore they wanted me to at least have some treatment while I was waiting, waiting to yeah. know if I could then have the genetic, uh, medicine. So when the results came in that day itself, I was at the hospital with my, and this is all in Dubai. Yeah. Um, with my doctor and I walked out of there with a month's supply of this, of, of these, these capsules mm. that are precision, you know, um, targeted towards the particular mutation I have. Wow. And so unlike like chemotherapy that goes like, it goes well. Actually, both go all over your body, right? Yeah. I mean, they they, they impact uh, the, the whole body. But with this medication, they only seek the mutated cells.
1: That is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So
0: from a from a um, immune system perspective, I, you know, it was a much better quality of life for me as I was coming out of this. Right. Um. So that was again, and and. and I didn't know this. Like, I mean, you know, you you hear cancer, and you always think, oh, chemo, chemotherapy, radiation. radiation. Yeah. Now you hear more about immunotherapy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, science has come so far, you right. know. And it's only because of this. You know, there was this huge project, the the genome project. Yes, uh, it's because of that that now we have. There's so much out there, so much data out there, that there are you know these medicines that exist that target just those. Those rogue cells, Wow. and, um, and you, can, you can treat it like a chronic uh, disease. Now, I, I don't believe that there is such a medicine for every type of cancer. Correct. Yeah. but they're, you know, they're working on it, mm. and I, I do believe in future, like there's going to be more scope where this might be the future of how we deal with cancer, because it is one of the biggest killers.
1: I this, this is so, I've never even heard of this before. I was fascinated
0: by it too like I had and that's why I put that in my you know um because the gaggler is sort of a a publication on wellness so when I was interviewed I wanted to put that out there because a lot of people think oh I've got cancer I'm going to die. Right. And it's just this opened up like the hope where you know like it just to know that you can manage it as a chronic disease and yeah. still enjoy your family, your life, your work. Like, I mean, it's just such a huge, like I think that in itself helped my recovery. Absolutely. I'm sure the mental aspect Absolutely. was, yeah.
1: was amazing. And I mean, and, and we should talk about that a bit because coming, being in that state of mind, I can imagine there was just so much you had to do to mentally be strong mm-hmm. because the mental the mind body connection is so critical yeah. when you're healing. So yeah. what was that
0: like for you? Um I mean I think I I I think you know it's um it it's interesting. I mean, I think it was um it was the best it could be for me honestly. Like I I have no no regrets. I mean I, you know when I was told I had cancer I was surrounded by my family. I had a doctor who to be honest, I don't even think he kept calling it cancer. He said it was a malignancy. Like I think oh. even the, and I didn't realize it took me like once I got home to, you know, you, you rethink every, like you know, everything you went through over yeah. and over again. And I don't remember him saying, you know, that it's, you know, necessarily just cancer. cancer right. Like the malignancy. So just even the words, you know, and, um, um, you know, then with the, the with the genetic testing, et cetera. I mean, it was just, I had my family around me. I, I really did kind of go within mm-hmm. a much more. Um, I was al- I've always been a spiritual person, but right. I literally, because I couldn't do anything else. Like, right. I couldn't work. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even sit up. I mean, all I could do really was just put AirPods on and listen to, for me, spiritual music, because that really helps me. Right. Um and it's something that I've always practiced, but I mean I basically ended up just doing that like all day long. Yeah. Um I I couldn't even meditate, like I couldn't even focus on anything. Mm. So things like that, like that really helped me, I think, strengthen my mind. Yeah. Um and everyone around me was, you know, all about, you know, you're gonna beat this. And I believe that. Right. And it's what's interesting to me is, you know, if this had been If I had had this happen to me, maybe even five years ago, Mm. um, I think I would have been a person that would have said, Why is this happening to me?
1: Mm.
0: And for whatever reason, and I I, I have thought about this so often, it just, that thought never occurred to me last year. Like, it was not like, Why is this happening to me? Mm. It was more of, There's something here. For me to learn. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's something here. This is happening to me for a reason. Yeah. What is that reason?
1: Join in, in the conversation. Um, you know, this podcast episode will be there. We have the 100-day micro-moment challenge, self-care micro-moment challenge, and the community is free to join. Uh, so visit us at community find letter U, letter
0: R, com. So it was more of an exploration within the cancer mm. of what does this mean? Because see, up until that point... I, I, am a very driven person. I'm very, um, I set very high expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I mean, I was a workaholic. Like yeah. I love to work. I yeah. actually, and I, I say that to, I love my work. Yeah. Um, and before this, you know, I worked to the bone, like whatever it took to get that deliverable done, the deadline, mm-hmm. the, whether it was the e-commerce store launch, etc. Yeah. And nothing could stop me. Yeah. And I finally got stopped. Been there, <laughs> do you know what I mean, In and it there. was a wake up call yeah. that I'm, you know, that I had so much that I hadn't done because I just kept thinking, oh, I'll just get this done and
1: then and I'll then, be free,
0: yep. to do that, you know, family vacation of my dreams and not ever have to be on my
1: phone, phone
0: yep. and you know, so it just, but it all stopped, yeah, and then life just kept
1: going and. Yeah. So how, how have you changed post this experience? What do you, what do you, what are the like benefits you feel have come out of that experience for you?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing, uh, you know, journey to be honest, but, um, I, I've certainly realized now that I, I cannot, I could not continue, um, working the way I had worked, mm-hmm. um, exclusively. Um, and I needed to kind of, in that balance into my life. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I rely more on my team Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I relied on them, you know, quite a bit as it is, you know, I always like to, to, to empower the team to kind of, you know, be able to feel like they can make decisions and, 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 you know, be part of the business, but now I've done it much more, you know? Um, When I wake up in the morning, I don't wake up and look at my phone. I don't. Mm -hmm. I I wake up um, earlier than most of my family. I go down and I spend the first hour, maybe even two hours, depending on when people, you know, everyone wakes up. And it's all for me. I have the whole house to myself. I'll have my cup of coffee. I'll either read, you know, something that enriches me from Mm -hmm. a a personal development perspective, or maybe I'll meditate, or maybe I'll listen to spiritual music. But it's my time to do my stuff. Yes. Um and then I uh, my kids will get up and you know breakfast whatever school once they're gone then I look at my phone mm. like you know what what does my day look like yeah and just having those one or two hours to myself I think um it sort of allows me to have a more peaceful ease into the day yeah and um and I will not I will not give that up for anything or anyone. So like, you know, I just, so that's like a non-negotiable now.
1: I love that. Yeah, I
0: I think it's that, that's so important.
1: It took me years to learn this. And my husband was constantly on me (laughs) about taking this time. And that's where I came up with the micro moment because I realized that I'm a workaholic. I do a lot. I'm constantly on the go and I have ideas and I'm trying to execute Yeah. and taking that time to just breathe. Yeah. Feels like a luxury sometimes. Yeah. And the micro moment helped me to start building a practice. So now like you, I started getting up earlier. Um, And during that time, I'm
0: listening to a book. I'm meditating. Yeah. Um, Oh, audiobooks. Yeah, you're right. Those are fantastic. Wonderful. I read so much faster through audiobooks. You can actually be on the treadmill and do an audiobook. It's like it's perfect, right? right. Uh,
1: So I've, I've started doing that and it's, I have noticed a difference for me. I'm Yes, I'm getting up much earlier. I'm not sleeping in, but yeah. it does help me to be more productive. Yeah, throughout the day, I feel like I get more done.
0: Opposed to when I don't, then I feel like I'm rushing. Well, it's because you fill yourself up first, exactly. Right, exactly. So then, yeah, it's easier. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was, I mean, a big change. And I think being more present, you know, so like when, if I'm talking to you or, or or one of my kids or whatever, I I, I set aside the devices and I. Make eye contact, and I, I, I actually have a conversation before yeah. it'd be like, okay, honey, yeah, you know, sure, okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I, it's not worth it, you know. If, if this is what I'm doing, then this is what I'm doing, exactly. and that'll wait. Yeah. So I mean, my WhatsApp usage has gone down considerably. <laughs> I'm, they're probably not happy about it, but seriously, like, I mean, I, I miss messages now, and people are like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "Well." didn't get to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm present. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But so little things like that. Yeah. Um I'd say my I, the, the biggest uh, the other change that I made is just really focusing on who I surround myself with, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of I think at least I don't know how you feel about this, but like I I find that a lot of the stress that comes is you know what they say is that like, you are the company you keep thousand percent. So so on that same sort of concept, um, I mean, I just focus on being with people that make me feel good. Yes. Not that they ever sit and say good stuff about me, but they just lift me up. Yes. And so those are the people I gravitate to. And it's funny how the universe works. But the more I do that, I meet such interesting people now. I agree. And it's fascinating that I would have never met these people. But now somehow I just feel like because that's a maybe an intention that I've made. Mm-hmm. It just naturally, I just meet really interesting people. Yeah. That's
1: like that. You sent out the energy and expectation and that comes back yeah. to you. I yeah. agree. I agree with you hundred percent. It's, I think, especially as entrepreneurs, mothers, you know, when you're, when you're on the go, having people that can help bring you up Yep. And, but also fill you in a way where you, it's reciprocal. Right. Right. You're not going there to be an energy vampire and it's not the same in reverse. Right. Just
0: have a good laugh. Exactly. You know? Exactly.
1: Yep. I totally agree. So with all of that, that's happened, you know, we go into 2023. And so you, like you said, the e-commerce came Mm -hmm. online for the gaggler. Yep. So how how has that transition been? Because we're in October now, yeah. practically November. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. How, how has it been going? Um, it's been going well. It's been going well. We brought on no, you know, uh, newer uh, exciting brands <laughs> like Decompression <laughs> Realm, and uh, it's been a good. I mean, I've learned so much. Yeah. Um, I, I have a great team. Um, I mean, I, no complaints, no regrets. Like I just, Wonderful. I just love the journey that you know. I mean, just, I never thought it would be possible when I came home from the hospital that we'd actually launch. Yeah. And it's really because of my team. I mean, I actually can't even be, say I'm responsible for the launch because I really... You have a great team in I place. really didn't do... I mean, I couldn't even sit up, yeah. you know, and do a Zoom call. Like, I wow. that's how bad it was. So... Wow. Um, I mean I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful that, you know, the universe has sent me such a great team mm-hmm. and we've come this far. Yeah. It this would not have been a reality otherwise, you that know. That's wonderful. That's so. so um you have about 30,000
1: readers per month. How how has the impact been for the, the 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 women-based audience? How have they, you know, interpreted the Gaggler? Do they find it as like a go-to piece for them? What is like the impact that you've seen that you've had?
0: Well, I mean, I hope so. I mean, so before, or earlier, um, we used to do events. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot easier to kind of gauge the um, the, the impact reaction, yeah. because we were physically like, you know, together and bringing people together. Um, I had to stop, like put that on hold in yeah. January just because I just didn't have the energy to to do events. Um, but I mean, I would hope that, that the impact from the the um, uh, the blog um, has is still there. I mean, we're seeing, you know, the, the readership every month, you know, grow. Yeah. So I, I do think that there's, you know, there's impact there. Absolutely. It's harder to see, obviously. Yes. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, but hopefully, maybe one day, maybe 2024 will be the year that we go back and we launch events again, you know, yeah. so let's see. Yes. But I really, that, that aspect of the business I really love because you could literally talk to people and You know, they'd say how they enjoyed reading or like how an article in particular led them to maybe... You know, think about a particular practice or, you yeah. know, um, therapy for them that they'd never never even knew existed in Dubai. Yeah. I mean I have to say, like, there's so many wellness options in the UAE. There are. And I mean, more than I think I've ever even like if I were in the US, I don't know if I'd even have access to all as much. But yeah. I just feel like we have such entrepreneurial people and really um it's a very exciting place to be able to kind of, you know, get to know yourself better through you know working with different practitioners i mean it's amazing yeah i definitely you know, agree I definitely the agree. alternatives to traditional medicine
1: i i love how open it seems to be becoming um and there's just but there's so many and that's why we started part of the reason we started find your calm because we realized yeah. like you've got yoga people here and you've got treatments here and you've got this here and you've got yeah. that but there wasn't anything bringing them completely together yeah for all people yeah you know men and children as well so when I heard what, what you were doing with a gaggle, I was like, this is perfect alignment, yeah. right? Um, because if you can heal women, you heal the family. Oh, I agree.
0: Right. I agree 100%. Yeah. So absolutely. It, it, absolutely.
1: it really is. It really is, It has been a very great uh, synergistic partnership, you know, and I'm definitely looking forward. We should talk, definitely talk about doing events together. Cause yeah. <laughs> I think that would be 2024. 2024. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. So um, you have a consistent practice that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's helped it's helped you to you know deal with the the chronic issue that you've had what What would be your advice for someone going through a chronic condition right now like what what would you tell them to do to help keep that mind body connection so that they can get to that other side- other side of it all?
0: Oh, I mean, I think first of all I would say and it of course it's gonna vary um depending on the circumstance of the person, but I think the first thing is um is is to know really like within yourself like that this is there are options you know i mean i have a newfound appreciation for the human body i mean and and this is where education reading whatever you can that's out there whether it's google whether it's i mean if you can't afford workshops and seminars with you know with um, well-known healers or whatever um or therapy sessions there's google i mean it's free yeah um, and I know what they say, like, you have to be careful what you read, Dr. but Google. <laughs> read more than, you know, read more than one reference. And, you know, we're smart enough to know what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Um, but the human body really is magnificent. I mean, it is a machine. It can do so much. It can create chemicals on demand yeah. to heal you. And it's just, we just don't know about it because, you know, we're conditioned to think, oh, if you're sick, go to the doctor. You've got to take this medicine, you know, right. and it and and sometimes that is, you know, that's the what case. you've got to do. Like, yeah. I've got to take this this medicine. I, I mean, yes, I'd like to be off my cancer medication, but it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me. It's allowing me to have a normal life. I'm going to do it. Right. But I'm also going to do other things to, you know, strengthen me from th- from the inside out. Yes. Um, so I think the first adv- piece of advice I would give is, is just go out there and read. There are free resources. And that's one of the reasons why, like, even with our blog, like um, there's no paywall, right? It's free. It's free. <laughs> I mean, it, thank you for that. No, but, anyway. but I mean, knowledge should be, why not? You right. know, there's so much out there. Um, so, so yeah, definitely like look at all your resources and know that there are options. Yeah. Um, because that. You know, it's like the placebo or the nocebo effect, right? Mm. It's the, you've got to know that there's some, there's hope that, you know, that you can change things in order to change things. Correct. Um, So yeah, that'd be my first piece of advice. And the second I think is, um, and I say this just because of my experience, you know, last year, but, you know, making sure you have the appropriate advocate, right? So for example, if you have something as significant as cancer or some other disease, you know, you're not well enough to advocate for yourself. Like, you know, um, I had my husband, um, my family, you know, kind of running back and forth between nurses and doctors, because they're human too. And they've got, you know, they're not ignoring you. They just got a lot to do. Um, but they would, they would run around to make sure I got like my meds on, you know, if it was time for that injection, okay. Like, you know, the nurse is coming, you know, we've told her she, you know, she's on her way. Have that advocate, I mean, if your condition is less um you know serious, then I mean an advocate could even be like um, a coach, you know, yeah. like there' are health coaches that can steer you in the right way, so always have an advocate, you know I think that's important. Mentorship is not just for the corporate world, like I feel like you've got to have that advocacy, mentorship in every aspect of your life, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think those are those are some really great nuggets. You wouldn't think about having an advocate as you go through a health journey, yeah, beyond your primary care physician or you know your direct healer, but you kind of need yeah. different modalities yeah. to look at. And I think that um, that being able to cover in and, and have that kind of conversation to say conventional medicine has its place, but so does the you know the more uh, ancient principles as absolutely. well. Absolutely. So, absolutely. What are you? most excited about in this coming year
0: Mm. to be honest I'm actually really I mean really excited to celebrate Christmas with my family I didn't think that'd be possible so for me I'm focusing on that very (laughs) near-term celebration I'm just excited about life I mean I'm excited that you know I um I have many more years I mean I just it's you know if you'd asked me this last year, it would be like, you know, it'd be some, you know, business goal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, now it's just, I'm just excited about life. Right. Wow. That's <laughs> so powerful. It's like, just, it re- like, it's so simple, but so beautiful. But that's all there is. Like, we don't realize. We don't realize, you know, I mean, we're so like, how do we breathe? Right? Like right. How? We You just don't think do. about it. You just do. We just do. Yeah. But that's what's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's so, there's so much intentionality behind the way you are living your life. And I think, I really think people are going to be inspired by this to know that if, you know, they're dealing with a cancer issue, there are other methodologies you can, even if you don't have the right advocates around you right now, you can hear this and say, well, what else is there? Yeah. You know, so I think that's so important. So I'll, I'll get with you after because I want to put that link to yeah. the foundation and yeah. just anything else that could potentially help people going absolutely. through this right now. I think yeah, that that'd be, be great. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, this has been so enlightening. <laughs> it really has yeah. been. It's been truly so wonderful getting to know you better. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story and being so authentic. No, I, I
0: just, I really do appreciate that. Absolutely. I mean, thanks for having me. It's always nice to, kind of, you know, um, I want to create more awareness. You know, it's, I feel like at least from the cancer, I mean, there are a lot of resources and, and events that happen around the year, but I think more than that, it's, it, it should be talked about, you know, as much as it can be, Absolutely. you know, uh, because it's impacting people every day.
1: Yeah. We definitely we got to get you in the community. I think you'd be a fantastic advocate um, and just a, um, maybe a general coach just to give, Advi- advice oh absolutely we would Happy love to that. we Happy would love to. that yeah episode has been brought to you by decompression realm please visit us at www.decompressionrealm.com